Greetings and welcome to Hartroot. I'm back home at the farm at Hartroot after having been away for more than three weeks in Costa Rica working. Um, whenever I go to Costa Rica, so many things become clear. Uh, and so there's really a lot that eventually I want to share. Um, for the time being, uh, I'm very, very glad that I'm back, although it, it's a second home to me in Costa Rica. I slid under the under the wire with the the planes getting home and um, am in my second of the 14 days of voluntary isolation quarantine here uh, at the farm. Many, many of you have been asking me to say something about what's going on with the coronavirus in the world. And I've, I've taken my time partially because I didn't have the, the technological capacity while I was in Costa Rica to, to do the podcasts, but also because there's so much different information that's come on many, many different levels and frequencies. Um, and I've been sifting through it all and feeling, feeling what resonates and what doesn't make any sense. At the same time, um, what I know is that my body filters a lot of what goes on in our community. <laughs> Anyone really uh, with whom I've had contact is, is always in contact with me. And so I'm feeling, um, I'm, I'm feeling all of the different movements of fear and panic and sorrow etc going through the like like waves and spikes going through our our community and then they're going through my body so i have been really very exhausted um physically myself as well as emotionally and I want to say probably the first thing that's striking me and that I'm not hearing from many other people is that this is something that's hitting people's lungs. And I think our lungs are, are weak for a number of reasons. One of the things that I've harped on for a long time is that uh, we've had generations where in the nuclear family um, the masculine energy 
parent in the family went off to work and was not very accessible for the rest of the family. I'm not sure whether this, whether what hasn't happened with the extreme economic pressure, whether both parents have become very masculine oriented in in young families now. When I say masculine oriented, those of you who who know me know that I'm saying um, those who are more oriented towards career, work, the outside world, uh, achievements, performance, etc. And so we've had generations of children who have this imprint in their lungs. In Oriental medicine, the lungs hold the sorrow of uh, feeling uh, abandoned by the parent who uh, has the male energy in the family. There's, so there's feelings of abandonment and um, Uh, feelings of being alone. I think that this is something that practically everybody on the planet uh, who's not from a traditional tribal culture um, has grown with and learned usually to never, never touch. And so... We're all holding those uh, feelings in our lungs. And especially, uh, it's almost as if the world has given us an opportunity or has conspired to, to really push us over the edge with feelings of sorrow, with the incredible loss of um, of uh, of land and and wildlife and and humanity and with the the, the wars going on and the senseless uh, what seems senseless acts of of inhumanity, um, all of these things that are ever-present on these apparatus that we hold in our hands and that we stare at um, on our desks. Uh, this information is has come flooding at us, and and our lungs have been subjected to wave after wave of of these uh, of this information and and these emotions and that's not even to mention the individual uh, 
situations and scenarios that are playing out in our own lives and in our own families. It feels that there's been so much cause for sorrow and so little um, willingness on the part of culture and society for this sorrow to be expressed. Um, fear and panic uh, and anger are extremely fluid. Um, but try breaking down crying. <laughs> As anyone who knows me knows that I do all the time. Um, try breaking down crying and see how people react. They're none too pleased with it because, of course, it touches something that's welling up in them that, God forbid, they should have to touch as well because the feeling is that we will just be inundated. That if we start to allow our sorrow to release, that there may be no end and that we may be swallowed up and swept away. And so, on so many levels, this time of, for some people, sheltering in place, for others, learning to be still or trying to be still within their homes, um, is an opportunity to weep. An opportunity to to release everything that's accumulated in your lungs and your chests. And it's not not in a way of Oh me, oh my, this will never get better. This is so horrible. Um, but rather just knowing that this is something that must release from us. Uh, rather than continue to be held. Fear and anger are fluid as we uh, as we can well see and feel in the world uh, and are releasing and moving and that allows them to potentially shift and change if the sorrow is also released the feeling of being alone uh, of course, is exacerbated by this, this quarantine that we're asked to live all over the planet. This feeling of being different, alone, separate, impure, <laughs> potentially a danger to the rest of society, 
This is so, so old. And it's not the coronavirus that is causing it. But it may be this virus that allows it to leave our bodies. That's the last straw, so to speak. So this is the first the first thing that that I really want to say is that as you're at home anyway, on your own, allow yourself. Allow yourself your tears. Let's cry together. <laughs> it's high time. It's high time. You know, in in ancient times, the tears of priestesses were gathered and were considered precious. Tears that are not cried out of selfish petulance, but tears that are cried with compassion are healing tears. So allow yourself to cry. And that's really the first the first thing that I want to say. Bless you all. Blessed be.